I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Today, we're talking all things market research. Interesting topic. A lot of us do market research before we launch and then really don't ever touch it again. So we want to talk about why it's so important and how we can get it done. So I brought Letitia on to give us all things market research and how we can do it to benefit our business. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited. excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for this conversation. Can you tell everyone who you are and who you serve? Yes, I. my name is Letitia Francis. I am the market research strategist for coaches, consultants, and other service-based business owners. I help, um, I help you strategically leverage market research so that you can position yourself in business. And this obviously goes beyond just doing your um ideal client avatar or trying to understand what you should be bringing to the market when you first open your business. Yeah, I love that because I think that's what most people do when they start is they're going to find their ideal client. I I think that is just kind of the general advice is do your ideal client, do some market research around that, figure out the offer that they're going to want to buy, and then go ahead and launch and tweak as you go. And I really do agree with you that there's just so much more to that. And, you know, let's first talk about what information should we be doing and how should we be getting it? So I believe in a 360 degree approach to market research. And it first starts with self. A lot of times we have business ideas and we don't actually leverage our strengths in our business. We don't leverage our zone of genius. So I believe it starts with understanding what you can bring to the table to solve a problem for the world and make yourself money that really leans into your strengths, into your experiences. And then from there, it's really understanding the problem that you solve. And I always like to use the analogy of shoes, right? If we are focused on what we do best, it it's about finding a fit for purpose. There are a thousand shoes in the world. You have stilettos, you have wedges, you have, you know, running shoes, but they're not all fit for purpose. You can absolutely run a marathon in a stiletto, but that doesn't mean that your legs are going to enjoy it, that your ankles are going to enjoy it, and that you're going to feel great about it. It's about finding, and the same can be said in business, it's about finding that fit for purpose so you can solve that one problem that leverages your expertise um, so that you are showing up in a way that really helps you to shine. And I, I think a lot of people miss that opportunity. They come in trying to solve a problem without considering the person that's going to be solving it. Once you understand the problem that you're solving, it's really about understanding the people that you're solving it for. And we talked about the ideal client avatar. Most people just come up with this profile without understanding the dynamics of that person. It doesn't matter if you're doing lashes. It doesn't matter if you are a personal development coach. You need to understand your ideal client. You really need to understand them at a soul level. And that 
that means that you need to understand their emotions. You need to understand their motivations. You need to understand why solving the problem that you're solving, whether it's helping them have better lashes or helping them find their purpose. Why is that important? And when you understand that, then that's when you can create the urgency for the offer that you are creating. Now, I mentioned the 360 degree approach. Most people do that and they stop. They don't consider the audience that they're building. They don't consider the people that they've already served. They don't consider their competitors. And I believe that when you encompass this 360 approach and really understand all facets of your business and the people that you're impacting and how you have previously impacted, that's when you create success in your business. That's when you create um a really ground, a really solid grounding in your business because you're not just being one dimensional. You are considering everything that will allow you to create your unique selling proposition that and allow you to stand out and make money. So this is very interesting because it is true that businesses do evolve over time. I don't know that I've ever spoken to anybody in marketing who wanted to focus as a part of research how you solved things in the past. So what information would I want to consider from my records or you know my past posts or whatever to kind of figure out if I've evolved past that, what's important to consider today? Well, you always want to be, I mean, when we are building businesses, the business is to serve our ideal client. And if we're not keeping an eye on our successes and our failures, we're not keeping an eye on the transformations that we're providing, understanding what about what we do has been successful, It we can absolutely get lost in the hustle of everything and not create the best environment for us. Like it's about making sure that we are constantly evolving and improving our client, um, our customer service, our, the, uh, the, uh, the interaction that people have with our business, right? Like even it even goes down to branding, right? Like a lot of people think branding is about colors and fonts and it's not, it's about the customer experience. So that's why I believe it's so important to lean into the past, understand why what you do has been so successful or hasn't been successful, right? And you get that from the people who have already interacted with our businesses. Oftentimes, people pay us and they move on and we don't take them into consideration. But if we want to improve how people interact with our businesses, we need to understand how people are interacting with our businesses. And I feel so many people miss out on opportunities to improve and evolve because they're literally ignoring the people who have already had that experience. I love this. So I told you before we started recording, but I recently saw something on social media where somebody put a poll out to a fairly large group of entrepreneurs. And I said, when was the last time you've done market research on you know the, the customers and clients that you serve? And there were people who had marked more than 18 months ago. There were people who had marked not since I started. Um, I actually do market research every 90 days in my strategic plan. 
What do you recommend as far as going back and revisiting um, market research? Not just because you're maybe launching something new, but because maybe you can serve in a different way. I believe market research is the most important business activity that we do in our business. And so I think it's a continual thing. When I work with people, I help them implement a market research process in their business even more frequent than 90 days. I personally do things in my business. I have activities in my business where I'm keeping my ear to the ground weekly, even if it's just having general conversations with people who could be my ideal client. It's about asking questions. It's about really digging into things that allow us to create the opportunities in our business, right? I am a strong believer that no matter what problem you solve, once you solve that problem, you create another problem for your ideal client. And in order for us to be successful in our business, we have to understand the residual effects of our services, even if it's lashes, right? (laughs) Even if it's lashes, like someone who is a lash technician could go as far as saying that they help people get the confidence to go out on a night out and find their boo, right? It's being able to understand that every, every activity, every activity that you do in your business creates an opportunity for something new. And by continuously getting feedback, continuously understanding what is going on in the market, the trends in the market, the changes in the market. And a great example of this is ChatGPT. ChatGPT did not exist as we know it October of last year. So if you haven't done your market research, if you haven't kept your ear to the ground and be willing to evolve, you're getting left behind in ways that you probably don't even see, which is why it's so important. So continuous, ongoing, evolving market research over the life of your business. Do I have that right? Absolutely. It shouldn't stop. It shouldn't stop. stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. (laughs) Won't stop. All right. So now let's talk about process. So this sounds like more than a poll once a year or getting a survey, you know, sent by survey monkey every six months. What are we talking about? Continuous ongoing process. Focus groups, conversations with your ideal client. It's like, again, I'm going to use lash, a lash technique technician, for example, you are sitting down day in, day out with your ideal client, get to know them, get to understand why they want or need their lashes done, right? There is a reason behind the reason. And the deeper that you get an understanding of that, the more that you can, you're in a position to strategically position your marketing, um, you, your promotions, um, it, and it, People think, oh, well, it's just lashes. There's no emotional attachment to it. No, there's a reason why we do everything in life. So focus groups, having continuous conversations, looking at industry-specific reports, um, you know, understanding what your your competitors are doing that you're not doing, right? It's always just staying in touch with the data that's around you. And there's so many different market research. You can, you know, have keyword analytics on when you're doing um, website, website searches. You can 
be tapping into industry-specific reports which tell you the emerging trends and the emerging opportunities um, and threats to the industry so that you are consistently being informed and then using that information to support your business activities so that you are always in a position where you're making money. I love this. I think that market research has gotten kind of this odd um, I, I, reputation, right? It's just, it's this thing you do, right? So this month we're going to sit down and do market research. And so you tick the box and you go and you do the survey, you do this, you do that, you gather all of that data one time, and then you make adjustments. And what I love this, and what I'm hearing you say is, you know, industry trends change, things happen. You can't do things the way that they always were. And maybe not doing it in a box, but making it actually part of your daily or weekly journey is going to mm -hmm. be something that's going to keep you competitive. But I did have a question about the competitor thing. When you're asking people to look at what their competitors are doing, let's talk about when we should be looking at what our competitors are doing and maybe not doing it, right? So staying true to ourselves because maybe the way that they're delivering something or the way that they're presenting something is actually not going to be something that would be a good fit for us. Absolutely. And I should have spoken about this in more depth. When it comes to competitor analysis, it's never really about what they're doing, but more so what they're not doing. The opportunities that we create in any industries is being able to fill the gaps that aren't being filled. When you can fill a gap that's not being filled, similar to what I do, like most people have never heard of a market research strategist simply because people are not out here doing it. But I saw a gap to be filled. There are hundreds of business coaches out there. No one's telling you how to do market research effectively. So I learned that by doing my competitor research. It And it goes back to what I said in the beginning. If you have a solid understanding of the skills that you're bringing to the table, coupled with your passions and how you can solve a problem for the world, you are doing yourself a disservice by not understanding what people are not doing. Your income potential comes with your ability to fill a gap. You don't want to be recreating the wheel. You want to be able to be, to create a competitive advantage, to be able to distinguish yourself from everyone else in the market, right? And I'll, I'll use this as an example. I used to live in Atlanta. And, you know, there are a hundred waxing salons don't want like every street because waxing is very popular. But there was this one particular waxing salon that was really focused on the original Brazilian experience, right? And they became very popular as a result. Not only are they going to wax you and clean you up and make you feel soft and special, they're giving you an experience that no one else is doing. They filled a gap. And so when you are considering doing a competitive analysis, it's not about comparison, right? Like it's, and a lot of people say, no, I'm just going to stay in my lane and do my own thing. This is about truly creating a competitive advantage for yourself by inserting your skills into places that other people cannot. Yeah, I love that. So market research 
is not just about the ideal client you're serving now. We need to be able to look back, see what's been evolving and why. We need to look at our competitors and figure out the gaps that are still left out there. And then we need to do what? What is the next step in the process? So we've gathered all of this information. We have this market reset. Let me ask you this. What happens if all of a sudden I've got 1,900 great ideas because all of these gaps and all of these things about my ideal client and past clients have all come to me? What do I do with it? How do I not get overwhelmed if this is a daily or a weekly thing? I kind of figure sitting here listening, I'm going to find a lot of things that I would need to do. And that's when it goes back to your ideal client. It's all about validating. You can have a million ideas, but in order to have success in your business, you have to sell people what they want. So it then goes back to validating your information, talking to your ideal clients. I have this idea. How do you think of it, right? Because I'm looking to serve you. And not every idea is going to be a hot idea. Some ideas, you're going to have to file them into not right now. But if if you understand your ideal client, you understand the urgency behind why they need a problem solved, and you then go back and validate your ideas by having conversations and asking them or creating surveys to see if this is something they actually want. It's it's about using the information. It, you know how you say the, uh, you, you have to make your money work for you? You have to make your ideas work for you as well. And it's it's about collecting this information, sorting through it, picking out the ones that allow you to create that competitive advantage and shine with your skill set, but then go back to the people that you are looking to serve and validate it, which is why it's like, it's a cyclical process. It's not just a one-off thing. It's not just something you can do today and then forget about it tomorrow. It's continuous. It's, I learned some more information which generated this idea. So now I need to validate it before I put it out into the world. And then again, I need to do, you know, that process of getting feedback and making tweaks and making changes. 90% of business is testing. 90% of it is testing. And, and once you get that idea concrete, you really want to evolve it. And the way we do that is by that continuous market research. Get the idea, you validate it, you create, you tweak, you create different iterations, and you start the process again. Yeah, this is a fascinating conversation because I do know that sometimes business owners will only do market research in the traditional ways if and when they feel stuck. But the way you're describing it is we maybe shouldn't be getting stuck. <laughs> no, you um, always create an opportunity if you do it this way. There's always something that creeps up, right? And I used ChatGPT as an example earlier. I, I I didn't know much about ChatGPT, but my audience wanted to learn more. That created an opportunity for me to make money, right? Things come up. People don't understand it. You use your skill set to learn it. You now can teach someone else. It's it's like a lash, and going back to the example, a lash technician, after being in business for 10 years, they now create a certification to teach other people how to become lash techs. 
less technicians. So it's about wanting to evolve. You should not create a business today and expect it to be exactly the same in five years. And if you do that, don't you don't expect to be around. You have to be willing to evolve because just like you, your ideal clients evolve. So your business needs to evolve. And if you're not keeping your ear to the ground, then you're stagnant. So incredibly true. So this podcast is actually going to be scheduled before fourth quarter. And if I'm somebody who's like, okay, uh, I actually haven't even researched my competitors or anything in a couple of years or, you know, where would I start? So gathering the intel just for myself now. So not only am I putting this in process, I'm setting myself up to actually finish this year strong when we, when we launch the podcast. Where do they start? It's again, I think it starts with self, right? Any business owner needs to really just make sure that the way that they're showing up is the best version of themselves. And like I said, we all grow and evolve. So it's having an honest conversation with yourself about whether or not what you're doing in your business really showcases your brilliance. And if it's not, then it's a consideration of what can be done in order to do that. Because you want to be showcasing your brilliance so that you can create a competitive advantage, so you can create that unique selling proposition. Once you do that, it's about digging again into that problem that you're solving are you do you have enough information about the problem that you're solving and are you creating opportunities in your business around that problem um and again if it's about being honest, having this honest dialogue. Can I solve this problem in another way? Will that create another opportunity for me? And if I think so, now it's time for me to start gathering the information that supports that hypothesis, that supports that door process that perhaps I can evolve. Perhaps there are other opportunities for me and being open to that. Because what I see a lot of times is people really dig their heels in the sand um, when it comes to business like this is what this is what my vision is and I cannot veer from my business it's about being open and and being and 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 constantly looking for opportunities right I think when we don't have market research in the forefront of our minds we often miss opportunities that are literally thrown in our face and again using the lash technician as an example you are talking to people on a regular basis you have the opportunity to learn so much more by just asking very directed questions, which will give you a full insight of the opportunities that are available to you. And then it's about plugging that into your business. What can I prioritize in this moment that I can capitalize on, right? And it's always about that strategic thinking. It's not about, okay, that feels good in this moment. It's about using the data to support the actions that you take in your business. But again, it always starts with an honest conversation about self and really understanding whether or not the skills that you are currently using are the ones that showcase you in your best light. Because when you are showcased in your best light, that's when you have the opportunity to make the most money. And that's why we're in business, right? Yeah, we're there to solve a problem, but we all want to reap the benefits of that. Absolutely. And, you know, listening to you put the process out there and talk through this, 
What I, I'm hearing also is that having a strong market research, I'm going to just call it an internal culture. Mm-hmm. I think that that also would take away some of the fear of taking a risk or taking a chance, right? In our mm-hmm. current economy, maybe people are holding back a little bit because they don't know if people will buy. I, I've heard all kinds of things. I'm sure you have too. But if you're doing this market research in this holistic way, starting from yourself, and then looking at, again, whether or not you should be running in stilettos, you can actually have a level of confidence to put something out in the marketplace as you're validating it. And you don't maybe have to have the fear that you're going to make a mistake. Correct. If you lead with, if you let the data, the data lead you, then there's less room for error because you've already validated. You've already exhausted what could go wrong and you validate it with the people that you wanted to serve. Like I said, it's very important in business to sell people what they want and give them what they need. And oftentimes we give people what they need, not what they want. And that's why we struggle to meet our revenue numbers and goals. Right. I love this conversation. Where can people find you and learn more about what you do as a market research strategist? Because this really, truly is a gap in the marketplace. People need to be taught and they need to learn. And even in myself, only doing it every every quarter, I'm thinking, wow, I really do need to, to rethink what I'm doing and whether market research is truly part of our culture on the daily. Mm-hmm. So I could be reached um, on LinkedIn mostly. That's where I spend most of my time, Leticia, Francis, and I have the market research strategist there. I spend most of my time there, but I'm also on Instagram, Market Research Solutions, and I'm also on Facebook, Leticia R. Francis. And awesome. my website is insightfulmarketresearchsolutions.com. We are going to take all of those links and put them down inside the show notes. So whether you're listening to this in September when it launches before the end of the year, so you can get these strategies in place, it's, you know, before we get to fourth quarter, or if you listen two years from now, you should be able to find Letitia and um, follow her and get all of her market research insights. So thank you so much for joining me today. This is a great conversation. And I really hope the audience will have a change in perspective about how we look at market research. Absolutely. I'm I'm so excited. And I, this is like, I love talking about this. I can talk about it for 20 minutes if I could, but I just think it's so important for people to just rethink how they think about market research. It's not just some mundane tick box exercise. This is the lifeline of your business. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. All right. I'll talk to y'all next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerate Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at Don K. Kennedy XO on Instagram and on Facebook at Don K. Kennedy Mentor. I'll see you next time.